Welcome to the Mastering College Two Career Podcast. I am your host, the one that knows the most, Daniel Botero. In a world where eight out of 10 students are graduating without a job lined up, and 40% of graduates never work in a job that require their degree, this podcast is the solution. In this podcast, not only do you hear from my own personal experience, countless hours worth of research on this topic, but I bring industry experts to help students take away that fear of graduating without a job and instead teach you how to land your dream job. So with the fact that 85% of students walk down the stage without a job lined up, I decided to create a really short assessment that students can take right now that will take less than five minutes and give them a very clear idea of how ready they are to graduate with a job. And it's kind of funny, it's fun, and it will give you an animal. You'll either become a sloth, somebody that's just kind of be sleeping through college. You either are a bear, someone that has a lot of potential but has been hibernating. You could be a dog, someone that has been doing some great things, are trainable and have high potential or you can be a unicorn. And that is a very small percent of students that have done exactly what it takes to land their dream job and have already done it. So which animal are you? Find out at masteringcollege2career.com forward slash assessment. Welcome back to this episode of the Mastering College to Career Podcast. I have a special guest for you. I have Philip Masia, and he's the CEO of Masia Media. And he's just somebody that was referred to me. And after speaking to him for about an hour, I was like, man, I got to get this guy on the podcast. There's so much that I want the audience to learn from you. And I'm just so excited. So before we dive into all the questions that I have for you, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Well, first off, Daniel, it's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I can't wait to impact uh, the listeners today. Uh, this is what I love doing. It's what I'm passionate about. So a little bit about me. Um, grew up in Queens, New York, Italian family. Throughout my teens, I was always looking for opportunities. And to this day, that's still a thing that I do all the time. So at my, but about 13 years old, I went to my first nightclub teen event. I was checking out the party. I just went for fun. But guess what? I saw there was something on the background of that. I saw there was an opportunity there and I seen something that I could do myself and enhance and add value to. So fast forward, I started my own um, event company when I was 18 years old. From 18 to 28, I produced over 1,500 events in the New York City area. Now, this was real, real about building businesses. I was working with celebrities. I was working with over... 100 promoters, 100 subcontracted promoters when I was 18. So I learned a lot through all this. I learned about personalities. I learned about how to grow my personal brand, how to grow my personal development. But what's real interesting is that while I had this event company, my parents, both from a corporate background, my dad's in finance, my mom's an accountant. And by osmosis, you know, I was attracted to that. So I still, ha- I still went to college while I had this event company. I said to myself, what is it that I really want to do? Cool, this is fun, but how do I want to take my brand, my legacy to the next level? So I graduated college, 21, uh, bachelor's in accounting, 22, master's in tax. I worked for a large CPA firm in New York City. 
and I learned a lot, and we'll go into that too. I saw business from a dual perspective, from corporate nine to five, and having your own business on the weekend. So uh, if anybody knows about seeing both sides, it's definitely me. And uh, it could be a tug of war, but it's also a beautiful thing. So um, around 25 years old, I felt the calling to do something bigger than accounting, something that I was really passionate about. And I pivoted into a digital marketing agency, which is Massia Media. And I took what I knew from nightclubs, but I put it to the world. And now I help entrepreneurs and businesses all over the United States. Man, and, and your story is amazing. I, I love the fact that, I, so I interview a lot of people and most of the time people come from either a very corporate background or very entrepreneurial background. And there's not a lot of times that I meet people that are like me that start, that has very entrepreneurial drive since an early age, yet they has some corporate experience. And so when I was talking to you and you were talking about how you've implemented some of the things that you learn in corporate, some of that structure into your own business, it's amazing. So I want to start a little bit about um, your journey more on, on the college, right? This is a, a podcast that's tailored towards college students. So tell me about your college experience. Like, why did you do accounting? What, what were some of the things that got you involved? How were you involved while you were still in school? I know that it seems like from what you're sharing that during that time you had your, you know, nightclub promoting business. So, so tell me how you balance class and running a business. Sure. Uh, so it really came down to what Phil Massey thought he was supposed to do versus what really made him happy and fulfilled. Uh, coming from a Italian background, my mom was the first one who went to college. It was like, Phil, this is the way to go. This is, you know, how you go down this funnel of life. It's high school, it's college, and then you have your job and then you're happy. And to be honest, growing up, that's what I thought. And Having the business and seeing that insight from, from the outside, but also seeing what I learned in school and the values that teachers were teaching me, I wanted to fuse both together, but in a way that I wasn't going to burn out. And we'll talk about it, but yes, uh, that's, that's something that does happen. I mean, uh, running a business as far as having nightclub meetings two or three times a week, always talking to clients and customers to have them come out while attending school, while trying to get good grades, while waking up for classes, I had, I had class at 7.30 a.m. And sometimes I wouldn't get out until 4 a.m. from a nightclub. So it's really about, do you see that it's worth it? Is this something that really fulfills you? Does this drive you? Because if it does, it won't be something that you have to do or something that you want to do. Now, while I was in school, you know, I, I didn't know how long the nightclub business was going to last me. And the reason why I, ch I chose uh, accounting ultimately is that as you can tell, I have a passion for business. And the top four is accounting, finance, marketing, and business management. 10 years ago, I graduated uh, about eight, eight to 10 years ago, my master's. We didn't have entrepreneurship classes. It's not like it was today. So it was, how do you pick one of those four? And during my college, um, four years in college, that's when the 2008 uh, collapse happened. And I was originally going for finance. And I had Friends of mine, extremely smart, smarter than I am, uh, graduating college and getting an eight to nine dollar an hour job and just was not fulfilled. It wasn't what they thought it was going to be. So I learned from this experience that everyone needs an accountant. And just by, uh, just by hearing that alone, I said, let me go into this. 
Uh, every business owner, whether I want to go into business or college, every business owner needs to understand how to read a financial statement, a balance sheet. They need to know their profits and expenses. So, and I said to myself, while doing these four years, why just stop there? Take it all the way. Get your master's. Like, don't just be someone who stopped after the bachelor's. Take it all the way. So, and that's what I did. And, and, and to be honest, too, the nightclubs were so good that that was a large uh, impact on my decision. I wanted an extra year in college because I was doing very well. <laughs> I wanted more time to be able to develop my business while I was also learning something that could make me more money in the future and more impact. So you, you went to, you did your bachelor's in four years and then you did another year to do your master's to get, so it was like a five year, you graduated with a master's degree? Exactly. Yeah. So in my fourth year of college, we started doubling down on classes and it was uh, dual credits. Mm -hmm. um, that's when it started to stack up. But you, like I said, I felt like I was being pulled towards what I wanted to do versus being pushed and I'm big on personal development. Um, what I know now much more than what I knew then but I just knew that you just can't fake that you can't fake that energy uh, if you're going to sleep at night and you're saying I still want to do this regardless of how busy your schedule is you'll make time for it and I, I was fulfilled by it I was fulfilled by people coming out and smiling and having fun so let me ask you a question right yeah the average college student is taking six years to graduate with a four-year degree right whatever may reason might be that is a national statistic um, and you were able to graduate in five years with a master's, which is, which is amazing, right? It, it, there's a, a level of discipline to just to do that alone. When you add the complexity, the fact that you are now running a business that, that you need to be at nightclubs, you need to be a face, you need to be able to promote, not only promote the events, but be there at those events. A lot of times I, I can see people that are in that industry because I actually have a, a couple of friends that were DJs or even bouncers or even promoters that fall into that industry and that industry consumes them, right? Now they're drinking every day um, and that could be a distraction to school and not, having you not graduate in time. I don't think I've ever met someone that's in that industry and whether they're a bartender, promoter, bouncer, or DJ that graduated college in like the right amount of time. <laughs> so how were you able, like, I, and I, I wanna know more about the mindset that it took to keep you on track while you were still, you're still doing stuff in that industry? Uh, honestly, man, a lot of it is gratitude and it's just appreciation for my parents. They have done so much for me. It's, it can't possibly pay them back. So for just, just by how they raised me, their values, putting me through high school, um, I had a half scholarship to college and I'm very transparent about this. My father helped me with the other half. So just, so much gratitude for doing that, his hard-earned dollars and pushing me in this direction. There's no way that I'm going to come home at night and look at their faces and not complete this because of just how much I appreciate them. At the same time, too, I had a unique perspective. Um, you're, you're correct what you're saying. There's a lot of people who are in the nightclub industry that it consumes them. It can easily consume me, and there's a fine line right there. So it's knowing, okay, this is cool and this could be forever, but at the same time, this is the here and now. And I was always thinking besides here and now, I was thinking of the future. I was saying to myself, how can I be 40, 50 year old guy, you know, still doing this? No, I want to create something that has leverage, that has impact, where I can actually start uh, 
having more employees, more people, more systems, and building this. And whether that's in corporate, and I'm a partner at a CPA firm, who knows? Or maybe it's still in the event space. But uh, at the end of the day, it really comes back to my parents. I actually have on my wall right now as I'm talking to you, I have a letter from St. John's. Uh, my scholarship was going to be taken away from me in my senior year because if I dropped under a 3.0 GPA, uh, that was it, goodbye scholarship. And I got pulled into the dean's office. I had a 2.8, 2.9. And she said, Phil, I really suggest that you do not take the full amount of classes in your senior year because you know, I want you to not lose your scholarship. And she made, and I told her, no, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Like, regardless, and she had no idea about the event company. I'm going to do this. And she wrote a little letter and she made me sign it. And I still have it on my wall. And uh, I passed everything. That's, that's awesome. Let's talk about that mindset. Let's talk about meaning and, and, and uh, having meaning throughout your life and making sure you're feeling fulfilled. Because that is a big problem with college students is that they're sometimes very lost. And even they're going straight from high school into college very lost and not understanding. And that's why so many of them change majors and even change careers because they're not taking the time to find meaning for their life and fulfillment. So what advice do you have? If, if I can give number one piece of advice is hang out with people who have the ideal scene that you want to have. So what does that mean? That means sometimes we idolize people who have a lot of money who have big muscles, who have hot girls, hot cars. But there's an individual out there who, when you're really successful in, in, in my realm, you're good at multiple things. When you just have money, you're just wealthy. When you have cars, you just have cars. When you have a beautiful family, you're of service, you make money, your faith and spirituality is on point. That's when you're really successful. And if I knew what I knew back then, what I know now, I would hang around an individual or individuals that had that ideal scene. This gentleman is about his business. He's also about his family. He's really about impact. He is an ideal person that I want to hang around. So ideal scene. That person will help me time collapse where I am now to where he is. So just a simple conversation of one hour could move me 10 years ahead in my future of what he knows versus what I don't know. That authentic on the ground experience of where I've been and where you are hanging around those people. It's like hitting the fast forward button and you have a few of those in your life. You will understand the mindset and the perspective that they now hold at 40 or 50, but you're at 20. You will leapfrog ahead of everyone else in the desks around you. And so that that's amazing and for for me and, and and a lot of the audience would probably be wondering is this is how why would somebody like that want to hang out with me understood so someone like that has a lot more value a lot more going on for themselves than you have currently right now but the one thing that is inevitable is you cannot fake genuine enthusiasm when you have enthusiasm these gentlemen, these women, they eat it up because you remind them of their younger selves. They see it. It's not fake. Like you can tell when someone's being fake with you or when they're being real. When you genuinely want to know, how can I get to the next level? I'm 20. I don't know that much now. And you, you tell them you're transparent. Don't lie. Don't act like you, like you know something that you don't. Hey man, I'm 20. This is what I know, but I really want to hit something, a level that you're at right now. I admire you. 
it's not all about money at the end of the day to these individuals. It's about leaving a legacy, impact, fulfillment. They've made their money. They've done it. Like taking a couple dollars from you for a mentorship program or a coaching program is not going to change their lives when they already hit that level of financial significance. So how can you offer them value in any way? Maybe it's helping them with some intern work. Maybe it's helping them with some charity work they feel really passionate about. You know, they're, they're big on with, with animals. They're big with saving the elephants or saving the ocean. Um, maybe it's helping them at their local church because they're really about their faith and they start seeing you sitting in the aisle next to them and volunteering. It's anything that you can possibly add value to, but be your authentic, true self and be enthusiastic. You, you can't fake that and they will totally vibe with that. So I'm going to give you an example. This happened to me today because I, I am 100% in agreement with you. And then I would also love to hear you share an example of how you've been able to provide value to somebody who's, you know, reached level of success that you want to reach. Because I think that's very important in students struggle with identifying how they can also provide value. So earlier today, I was interviewing an individual. His name is Terry Brock. And Terry is top 1% of professional speakers in the world. Um, he's been doing this for 30 years and he actually has, um, he lives in Orlando and I actually met him at an NSA meeting, which is National Society for NSA, well, I, can't, I forgot what it stands for, but it's the Association for National uh, uh, Speakers. National Speakers Association, that's what it is. And Terry was sharing with me, he was like, super excited that he is going to a conference in Colombia and he would be sharing the stage with the, with the current and two past presidents of Colombia. Really big deal. And the person setting this conference is the, the third richest person in the world. And he is excited to go to Colombia and he knew that I was from Colombia. And so when we were talking after the podcast and obviously it's about proximity, very similar. And I wanna, I have aspirations to be what Terry is now, right? Be a top, top speaker like he is i noticed that he was asking me a lot of questions about colombia and about the history of colombia and about the president of colombia and i started giving him as much information as i can and you know he's an extremely busy person and he said daniel I i'm sorry i have to go but i would love to talk to you more let's connect soon because i want to learn more about colombia there's not a lot of things that i can provide value to this guy right but <laughs> i was listening and so after I got off the, the Skype call or Zoom call with them, I spent the, last, the next 45 minutes doing more research about Colombia. And then sending, I'm going to be sending him an email with, here's the top three YouTube videos that will help you understand the history. Here's some articles. Kind of curate some things that may save him a couple of hours of his time that he might not be doing research. But because I'm from Colombia and I have a better point of view of what he should know about it, when he does go to the country and he is meeting with his people, I am thinking of ways to provide value to him. I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it, man. See, the, the really cool thing about what you just said is that um, you may sit there for hours on end, days on end, and say, how can I possibly add value to this gentleman? But literally, that's so beautiful because it was something that you, you didn't even expect, but it was something that he wanted. And we overthink things. This happens all the time. And there's always a little way, there's a little funnel to get to the other side. I think it's, it's about listening. So how about you? Yeah. Like share some examples that, you know, you've been able to 
provide value to somebody that you've been trying to get close to and, and, and get value from them back? Uh, one thing that I'll mention is that about a year into my digital marketing agency, had a client of ours that it was actually a restaurant lounge in Brooklyn. And uh, due to family issue, uh, the business was not really working out. So wasn't able to continue working on that client. And when I asked him, hey, is everything okay? And he said, yeah, everything's phenomenal. Just, I like the service, just that because of this, you know, I don't know if I'll be able to continue. And about a day or two later, I got a call from an individual and a mutual connection and said, you know, he would be interested in carrying this, this uh, business forward if you would actually come and work internally. And I sit down and I say to myself, you know what, Phil, you have been, you know, promoting nightclubs, you've been adding impact to these owners' lives for years, but you never actually owned your own place. I would love to see what that's like. So I sit down with the gentleman, and this was cool. I did not expect to get this when sitting down with him, but it was one of the best things that ever happened to me. One of his main, main investors is one of the top business guys in New York. He was like the second largest steel company in New York. He's extremely successful, extremely driven. And He's investing in this restaurant and he knows which way it's about to go. And he's about to potentially lose his investment. So I come in, I don't know this gentleman from a hole in the wall. And actually in the beginning, I was met with a series of questions and some pretty hard questions, you know, put you up against the wall type questions. And uh, I answered them to the best of my ability. And I came in and I just did what Phil Massey does. I just said, how can I make this better? How can I add value to this? The restaurant started to pick up and started to gain its legs back. This gentleman was now receiving phone calls from me every day or every other day, receiving reports from me, things that he never, ever had previously. So uh, I came in, and instead of this investment going south, he told me, Phil, you know, when I first met you, I didn't know that much about you, but you basically saved my investment, and I love what you're doing. You need anything, I'm right here. And I said to him, I said, I can't ask you this day one when I first met you, but I look up to you. I think what you're doing is phenomenal. You got a beautiful family. You got a beautiful business. And not many people can handle 15 things at once like you do. You have 15 different businesses. I would love to just, even if it's a phone call, five-minute phone call, come by your office. Let me know how I can help you in any way. And he said, Phil, whatever you need, you come by. And it was because I didn't take first. I didn't go to him and say, hey, I want this. I just showed him what true hard work and what value is. And he respected it so much. He saw me as in his younger self. And it goes back to that. It's just one example, but it was something that always sticks with me and still a mentor to this day. That's awesome, man. And that is really how if you walk into a relationship and you are looking to provide value first and then not taking right away, just only taking when you really need it and only take what you need. Don't like, if they offer you a snack, don't take the whole kitchen. Um, so I love that example. That's awesome. One of the things that really got me excited about make, having you on this podcast is because you generally want to empower people to be the best versions of themselves. How, how are you doing that? I, I am a huge, huge believer in mindset and I'm a huge believer in personal development. You're, I've learned that your personal income will never exceed your personal development. As far as you want to go on business, it's about you uh, internally creating that reality within yourself. And I don't believe that was taught in school. It definitely wasn't taught to me. Um, 
things like mindset, resilience, never giving up, things like creating proximity with individuals that have power around you. This mindset is something that I want to push to people through uh, speeches. I love to speak. It's, that's fulfilling to me through social media because now we have this beautiful power to reach so many different uh, individuals that we couldn't reach before because we don't have to see them face to face. And now we're living in such a beautiful time where we can use this for an, an empowerment. Uh, I want to send that message to people because I want somebody to know that it's never over. You, you're never down and out. Anything can change in an instant and it all starts in your mind. And I believe that's, that's, that's the, the number one is developing a winning mindset. You will carry that forward to a winning routine, winning habits. Those things stack on top of each other little by little. And whatever you want to do, you will do it because now you have the foundation. And I, I want to extend that to people. How do you recommend creating a winning mindset? Creating a winning mindset is about repetition. So there's a reason why school is 12 years instead of 12 days. If it was that easy to get right away, we'd all have it. So it's constantly being repetitious and putting yourself in the awareness of people who have that mindset that now you want to grab. So this can be through podcasts, this can be through books, this can be through individuals in the flesh that you meet. Anyone that you deem to be inspirational doesn't mean they have to have a billion dollars. They're just someone who's literally going for something that scared them, but they're still pushing through that wall. And consult, uh, put yourself around those people on a daily basis or around material on a daily basis. That will start to seep into your life. The way that you view the world, your perception of it, what you think you can do, it'll all start to um, progress. And getting back to social media, the reason why it's beautiful is back in the day, some of the top business people in the world, like and my let Tony Robbins, these are people that I love. I would have never had the chance to meet them in person and say, what can I learn from you? But now I could top, tap into a free podcast, kind of like just what you're doing right now. And you're giving so much value to these individuals. But well, we, we can all do that. It's all available to us. So make the decision that you want to be better and tap into it with repetition. It's about immersion. Uh, doing something once won't make you great, but doing something over and over consistently, that immersion, that will help you get to the next level. I love it. I love it. Is there something, if you can go back in time and meet with your younger self, you're starting off high school, uh, college, is your first day of college, and you can sit with your younger self and you can give them one piece of advice. What would you give them? One piece of advice. My, uh, the reason why I'm taking a second is I really want to make this uh, profound. But I, w I would really go back to the mindset. I would really go back to the mindset. And, I would, and something that I push right now really hard is that whatever you believe, Phil, is your reality. So regardless of what your loved ones want you to do, what society wants you to do, if you want to do it, if you believe it, that will be your reality. It doesn't matter if it happens tomorrow, five years from now, 50 years from now. When you want it, it will become your reality. The question is, do you believe in it? Do you want it? Now, what society is telling you, what do you want? And make sure that you go for that. And if you don't feel, taste a lot of things because you're young and this world's huge. So keep tasting 
because you will get there. You'll eventually find something that you like to eat and you will go for that and go for with everything that you possibly have. And when you think you've only given it enough, the gas tank, it still has more in it. So go for it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, Phil, let's quickly dive into, I want to learn a little bit more about your social media company and kind of what advice you have for students in terms of building a personal brand. Okay. So my social media company, Massian Media, it's a digital marketing agency and we grow businesses and entrepreneurs, personal brands all around the country. Um, there's some key principles that I learned early on through nightclubs that I pivoted to marketing and I wanted to do this on a much broader uh, base. I want to impact a lot more people. So right now my agency does everything from full service management of your social media marketing and advertising to anything as far as just helping you uh, drive traffic that's um, targeted organic traffic to your personal brand. It could be anything from a to z now personal brands uh it's it's huge i, I love that you bring, you brought this up so a personal brand the way i look at it is like an instagram profile it's like your business card it's like your resume nowadays everyone is checking your social media profiles even prior to an interview they want to know who you're about now i love all social media platforms but what's really cool is that let's say on a social media platform like linkedin you can really showcase um, your beliefs, your thoughts, what you've done in the past and what you want to do. And it's, it's a little bit more of, let's say, like a expansion of a, of a digital, um, a traditional resume put on a digital format. But on Instagram, if you notice, there's also life put in there as well. So on Instagram, it's not just about, hey, this is my last job. This is how I believe my life to be. This is the trips I go on. This is the people I service. These are the friends I hang out with. And don't ever underestimate how an employer or a client or a customer will take a look at that. I can't even tell you before I go into a meeting, people are already feel like they know me. They resonate with me because of what I post and it's authentic. It's just me, but I didn't have to sit down for a half an hour and tell them how I feel about mindset and business. They just came to the page. And the beautiful thing is this, uh, digital business card, this digital resume, it's working for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Your client in China can see your Instagram profile while you're sleeping. But about 20 years ago, uh, our parents, our grandparents didn't have this opportunity. They would have to meet that person face to face or take time out for a phone call. So uh, why a personal brand is so important is that the person will know you prior to you even getting to them. They, we hear a lot about it's not what you know, it's who you know. Well, there's another step with that. It's do they know you? Because I know LeBron James, but LeBron James doesn't know me. So building that personal brand, when I walk into that meeting, they have a good idea of already who I am. This, this uh, employer interviewee, they know who I am. It's a whole different uh, level. You already have leapfrogged that interview process or that client process. What are three things that a student can do right now to elevate their personal brand? So create content that is authentic to you, not what the top influencer is or who you think top influencer is. What resonates with you and put that out there because when you have the conversation and you're, you're not thinking about, hey, what should I make? 
it's, it's, you're never going to fall in a mousetrap because that's authentic to you. So if you're thinking about creating content that you just think is cool that people want to hear, when you have that authentic conversation in person with that uh, company, you're going to say, oh man, I got to start thinking like I did when I posted on Instagram. No, just be authentic and post consistently what resonates with you. So consistency, posting what resonates with you. And on top of that, grow, always be on the lookout to grow your network on even on a digital basis. It's not about, hey, people just want to view my profile. What are some other people in the space and what are they doing? How can you now lift them up more? How can you collab? How can you grow yourself around the right people? Because there's so much abundance in this world that we don't have to have the only profile and have people just watching us. We collab with other individuals that will also inspire us and they're doing it. Those opportunities, those individuals are going to kick back to you as well, the same way you kick back to them. You're going to create just a huge power network by people that you just met off online. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. So expand your network, powerful content, and consistency. Amazing, amazing. So look, man, I know time flies, but we've been talking for 30 minutes now, and it's been a great conversation. We, you know, we've covered, we talked about personal branding, we talked about networking, we talked about mindset. But here's the reality. Most people listening to podcasts right now are double, they're multitasking. So if they're listening, and right now, and you can say, all right, that's fine, you multitask this podcast, I get it. And, but you could, they can only remember one thing you've said. What would you hope that one takeaway be? What you believe is your reality. That's what I want everybody to know. What you believe is your reality. Uh, if you believe it, it will happen. It's not rah-rah. It'll happen because you want to make it happen. You'll be pulled to it rather than pushed to it. And when you start attracting things into your life and you're pulling things towards you, because it authentically feels good, it fulfills you, there's nothing like it. And you'll wake up every single day and you won't have to hit the alarm clock and say, oh man, I gotta do this again. It's something that you wanna do. I don't have to do it, I get to do it. It's a privilege. So that's what I recommend. Find what you believe and make that your reality. I love it, I love it, I love it. All right, my friend, how can people connect with you? So the easiest way to connect with me is on Instagram at Philip Masia, P-H-I-L-I-P-M-A-S-C-I-A. Feel free to shoot me a DM. Uh, I'd be happy to speak with any of you and have a conversation or a quick call. You've been an amazing guest. Thank you so much for dropping so much great advice. Just, it's just been an amazing episode. So thank you so much for, even, for coming. I know we've been under works to get into schedule for a couple of weeks now, so it, it's happened. I'm excited. Um, thank you so much, man. I really do appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing what else you do and all the lives you impact because I know you're going to do it. And everybody listening to this podcast, thank you so much for tuning in and catch you guys on the next episode. If you're listening to me right now, you, my friend, have made it to the end of the podcast. I want to take some time to thank you and congratulate you for being different and taking control of your career, doing things like listening to this podcast, 
putting yourself out there and building the experience needed to land your dream job is what's gonna set you apart and not be just another statistic. So great job, keep it up. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please share it with your friends and make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. Talk to you soon.